מסכת קידושין דף ע"ז, נו משנה, בת חלל זכר פסולה מן הכהונה לעולם. If you have a man who is a halal, an invalid כהן, and he marries even a kosher person, a kosher woman, the daughter it will, be a, uh, will not be able to marry a kohen. So that's not good. A halal is going to pass on that uh, inva- in- invalid uh, gene to a daughter. Yisrael shenasa halala bito keshera lichuna. On the other hand, if she is a halala, um, and so she can't marry a Kohen, but let's say she marries a Yisrael, that is not hereditary, her daughter can marry a Kehuna, a Kohen. Uh, and now we repeat the first law. Halal shenasabat Yisrael bito pesulach lechuna. A man who's a halal who marries a kosher Jew or Jewish woman, the daughter cannot marry a Kohen. The Gemara is going to ask why we repeat the law in the beginning of over here. It's going to answer, it's really just for stylistic parallelism. Since you mentioned here Yisrael shenasa, so we want to say halal shenasa. We're not going to learn anything new from it, but it's really the same thing. Okay, so the point is that a male halal passes on that flaw to a child. A female halala does not pass on that gene to a child. The Rabbi Yudah bat ger zachar kebat halal zachar. The Rabbi comes and adds that the daughter of a con- man who's a convert has the same law as the daughter of a man who's a halal, meaning it does pass on that prohibition to marry a kohen. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer, Yisrael shenasa giyoret bito kishera lechuna, vegeh shenasa bat Yisrael bito kishera lechuna, aval geh shenasa giyoret bito pesula lechuna. He says that if a, a kosher Jew marries a convert woman, the daughter can marry a kohen doesn't pass on the giyodet floor. And on the other hand, same thing, a male who's a convert that marries a kosher Jewish woman, the daughter also can marry a kohen, does not pass on the conversion flaw. So when does the conversion flaw get passed? Only when both parents are converts, both the man and the woman are converts and they have a daughter, only then is the daughter the child of a convert and cannot marry a kohen. Uh, B. Eliezer continues and says, Echad ger v'echad abadim eshukhrarim afilu ad asara dorot ad shetei imom Yisrael. Now, when it gets passed down, meaning if both parents are gerim, it gets passed down not just one generation, um, but even up to te- even ten generations, really even more. This applies to a ger and to a uh, a, a, a slave, a Evid Kena'ani, who is uh, freed, who is basically the same as a convert. Um, as long as both parents are converts, it will go on forever unless one of the mother is Israel. In fact, if this, if we're reading this as the continuation of Be'elezid, it means either either the father or the mother is Jewish, then that will stop the uh, the uh, con- continuity of this flaw. Rabbi Yoseh Omer Af Rabbi Yoseh is even more lenient and he says, even if it's a convert that marries another convert, the daughter can marry a Kohen. Good. We ask about the first uh, opinion here that uh, a, a father who is a Chalal, the daughter will be prohibited to marry a Kohen forever. Well, why do you have to say that forever? I might have thought that this law 
of the, of the passing down of halal to the next generation would be the same as a convert from an Egyptian or a convert from an Edomite, where uh, there the uh, prohibition is only uh, is only for the first couple of generations, but after three generations is permitted. So I might think that here also. Um, the halal will go on for two generations, but maybe by the third and later it's permitted. That's why I have to say le'olam, a halal status will be passed on uh, for to children forever. Yisrael shenasa halala. Now, uh, if she is a, uh, if the mother is a halala, we said it does not get passed down to the daughter. The daughter can marry a kohen. How's the source? It says that a Kohen Gadol has to betula be'amav, yikach yishai, cannot marry amana u'grusha. And if he does, he has to do that in order that lo yichalel zadol be'amav, so that his this offspring will not become halalim. So this is the main place that we learn the laws of uh, that, that um, uh, halal is a, is a hereditary trait. And so uh, a Kohen has to do this so that the kids won't be a halal. That means if he, a Kohen Gadol does marry someone he's not allowed to, then his kids will be a halal. That's the main source. And now that's what it says in uh, 2115. In that same pedic in Vayikra, it also says that a Kohen is prohibited from becoming Tamei Lamet except for close relatives. Now, regarding Tuma, we know that that applies only to male Kohanim and not to a Bat Kohen. A Bat Kohen can go and she can become Tamei Lamet like anybody else. She doesn't have this prohibition. So, too, regarding this a law about passing on halal uh, 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 status to a child, that applies only to men. Only a halal will pass on that to a daughter, but a mother who is a halala will not pass it on to a daughter. So this is a gezer They're Not exactly the same words, but be'amav, be'amav, and lo, lo. So they're similar, and therefore uh, we learn that from the other. So that's how you know that a halala does not pass on the unfit status to her daughter. Well, that it means, according to that, even for a Kohen Gadol, who enters into a prohibited marriage, marries an Almana. Uh, even for him, his daughter would be permitted to marry a Kohen? Uh, can that be? Miketi Beno? No, it's not true for a Kohen Gadol. He's an exception, because there it doesn't say, Lo Yechalel Beno. It says, Zad'o Ketib. Lo Yechalel Zad'o Be'amav. Right? That, and Zad'o includes all of his children. So for a Kohen Gadol, his daughter, in fact, will become unfit. Not different from a regular halala who does not pass on the halala status to her daughter. Now, Now, what about the son's daughter? He has a son. The son will be a halal. And what if that son of the Kohen Gadol has a daughter? Will she be permitted? The answer is no. Since it says that the Kohen Gadol's offspring will be halal, and uh, so we're comparing we're comparing the Kohen Gadol to his son, just like the Kohen Gadol's daughter will become unfit, so too his son's daughter will also become unfit.
Good. But bito titasar. Well, in that case, so then it should be passed on for, to the Kohen Gadol's daughter's daughter also, right? No. Imken gezerah shavah mayahanile. Because before that we had regarding become tamed lamet, that that applies only to a um, uh, 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 man and not woman. So too, for this law, uh, halala is passed on by a halal, not by a halala. Well, so what would be the point of that, gizra shava, if you're going to let it pass down two generations, even on the daughter's line? So therefore, this is no, that's not not true. So therefore, uh, a for a regular halala doesn't get, doesn't get passed down to a daughter at all. But for a Kohen uh, Gadol, it does get passed down to a daughter or to a son's daughter, but only for that one gener, uh, but not to a daughter's daughter. Okay, halal shenasab bat Yisrael pesula. The Mishnah teaches further that a male halal that marries a kosher Jew, the daughter is pesula, meaning the father passes on the halal status to a daughter. Hatana leresha. Wait a second, this is the same as the first line in the Mishnah. The first and third line are the same. But halal zachar pisula mina keuna le'olam. It says over there the same thing, that a halal who's a male, his daughter um, cannot marry a kohen forever. You're right, it is the same. But since... In the second line, it says something about Yisrael marrying a halala. So we wanted to fill in the parallelism and say, um, and, and the other way around, halal that marries Bat Yisrael, switches around the male and the female morals here. This Mishnah disagrees with the opinion of he says, just like the um, uh, kosher men are like a mikveh and help make tahor halalot. Uh, this is true. Everybody agrees to that in the Mishnah uh, because the Mishnah, the, the beginning of the Mishnah agrees to it because Mishnah said that halala married to a kosher Jew does not get passed down to the next generation. So that part of it is agreed upon. Um, but it be the says the other way around also that benot uh, Israel. A kosher woman, a Jew, is a mikveh to male halalim, meaning that the male halal, if he marries a kosher Jew, it will not get passed down, according to the Bidostai. Whereas uh, the Tanakhaman, our Mishnah, says it does get passed down. Um, now, my Tameh, the Bidostai, the Biyuda, what's his source for being more lenient here? Amar Kedah, lo yichalel zar'o, be'amav, be'amechad hu demechel, b'shnamamim, eno mechel. It's from that very same pasuk regarding the Kohen Gadol, says uh, the Kohen Gadol should not do this so that his uh, zera will not become a halalim. Now it says, but it's be'amav. Be'amav means um, if it's one nation, nation here being taken to mean uh, one type, meaning both halalim. If both the father and mother are the same, have the same definition, halal, married to a halala, then the child will be uh, a halal, then it'll be uh, mechel. But if the parents are two, again, not two literally different nations, but rather one is a halal and one's not, either way, either the man is kosher or the mother is kosher, then the child will not be a halal. So that's he learns it also from Kohen Gadol and is therefore more lenient. Tenor banan, lo yechalel zar'o, enli ela zar'o hi atzma minayin. The Baraita quotes the same pasuk uh, regarding the Kohen Gadol. And says, okay, I see it clearly tells me that his offspring 
will become halalim. But what about the wife herself? The wife, let's say, uh, let's say she was a girusha and she marries a kohen gadol. So I understand that the child will be a problem. But what about she herself? How do I know that she, after that, let's say he dies, cannot go ahead and marry a kohen? If the child that did no sin, it just got was born, happened to be born in a from a prohibited marriage, it didn't do anything wrong, and yet it becomes. Uh, halal. So she, um, who did a sin, she was not allowed to marry this Kohen, all the more so that she be, should become a halala. Wait, we can reject this Kavachomet from the status of the guy, the Kohen. A Kohen does not become a Halal by entering a permitted marriage. It's true. While he's married, he cannot serve in the Bet HaMikdash, but once he divorces her and swears he's not going to go back and have get any Hana'ah from her, then he can go back to being a kosher Kohen. So you could say, well, he, if he doesn't become a halal, maybe she shouldn't become a halala either. Um, be, she shouldn't become unfit to marry a kohen either. No, but you can't compare them because the law is stringent in general for, for her more than him. The Kohen does not become a halal in all cases of prohibited prohibited relations. Whereas for her, she becomes prohibited, she becomes a halala. Any, any type of prohibited relation that a, a woman has makes her into the status of a zona and therefore cannot marry a Kohen. So since the law is more stringent for for her, in general, it will be more strange for her in uh, here also, and you can't bring me the exception of the Kohen himself. Okay, that's one way to learn it from a Kavachomer. And then we say, If you don't like that Kavachomer for some reason, I have another way to derive the law. Since it says like to become a halal, to become profaned, has to be referring to someone who was kosher and became profaned. That can't be talking about the child because the child is born already as a halal or halala. It doesn't it, it, the child doesn't become a halal? So who it must be referring to someone else? Who else would that be? It would be the mother who was kosher and now becomes a halal. Now we ask, what was wrong with the Kavachomer that you said, oh, if you don't like the Kavachomer, I'll bring you another one? Well, here's a possible refutation of that Kavachomer. You might reject the Kavachomer and say that even though the child didn't do, didn't make any sin, uh, still it was created from a sin. And maybe that's why it becomes a Chalal. Whereas the 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 mother uh, was not created in sin, she was kosher, so she should not become a halal. Uh, she was not created in sin. You might think that that's the main point, and that would reject the kavachomer. Since it's possible to reject the kavachomer, ibn afshechalomad. If you want, I'll bring you a different derivation. Since it says lo yechalel, lo yichulal is talking about someone who was kosher and becomes a halal. So that's a uh, second alternate derivation. Now that we mentioned those two derivations, that a woman who was kosher can become a halala by entering into a prohibited marriage, we're going to quote a baraita that is going to distinguish between women that become a halala and women that are born as a halala, which the Torah mentions directly, uh, that you don't have to derive. Tenor banan, ezuhi halal, 
Mila, we're going to go through a few iterations of this, of the exact language of this Beraita. So, yes, what is a Chalala? Anyone who's born from uh, someone with flawed lineage. Sounds like any flawed lineage. Now, my Pisulim. Now, what do you, what do you mean by flawed lineage? law That uh, it's a flawed lineage for him, a woman that has some kind of uh, problem with a particular guy. Um, this is not true. Because, for example, um, if a man divorces a woman and then she gets married to someone else and then they uh, they get remarried, that's a problem. You're not allowed to bring back, to marry again with someone who you had divorced if she marries someone in between. If it's a Kohen, can't not even, then she's also a Gerusha, uh, even if there's nobody in between. But even for Israel, if there, if she married someone in between, she can't go back to her first husband. Even though she is prohibited to this guy, but the children in such a case are kosher. The Pasuk says that is a uh, abomination. That means only he, she is an abomination. That's a problem for her. She uh, can't marry a Kohen once she does that but it does not get passed on to the children. So this is not a case of someone who's born. So this is not true that anyone who's born as a, a, um, from Pisulim is a Chalala. Here's someone who's born of Pisulim, and yet the child is not a Chalal. So that can't be that. Amar Rav Yehuda, Hachika Amar Rav Yehuda says, no, here's the right language of the Braita. Ezwi Chalala, kol shenoda mina pesul lekehuna. It means, who is a Chalala? Anyone who's born uh, from someone who is unfit to be a Kohen. Not just pasul in general, but pasul as a Kohen. Now, we ask, noda in, lo noda lo. Wait, the only way to become a Chalala is if you're born that way. But if you're not born that way, there's no way to become a Chalala. Hare almana grusha zona, de lo noda vekav ya Chalala. And almana and Gerusha and Zona, these are all people, these three women, uh, that are fine, they're born kosher, but once they become a widow or a divorcee, or she engages in activity that makes her a Zona, then she becomes a Chalala. They're not born that way, but they become a Chalala, so that can't be what the what the Baraita is saying. Amar third try, Hachika Amar, Ezo Chalala Muskeret, Shelo Haya Lal Shata Kosher Kelal, which, uh, what is a chala that's mentioned? We're going to explain that mentioned means mentioned in the Torah explicitly that never had a, 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 a time when she was kosher at all, but rather she was born as a chalala. The answer is anyone was, who was born from someone who's, uh, uh, who, for, oh, someone who was unfit to kehuna. If someone's unfit kehuna has a child, that child will be a chalala. That's, a, that's someone who was born as a chalala. Good. My musketet, now we're just going to explain what does it mean, musketet? Mention, mention where? There's another, another reformulation. And uh, this one seems like it's not, doesn't actually. It's not doesn't actually need to change the wording, but it's explaining what the word muskeret me, uh, means, right? Where where do you have a chalala that is a, 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 a essential in the Torah? It's explicit in the Torah. It does not need to be learned from a derasha like a kavachome that we had before. Uh, what's something that's explicit? Oh, anyone who is born from someone unfit to be a kohen, that for sure will make her born as a chalala. We next have a fascinating baraita about a Kohen Gadol who sins multiple times. How many punishments does he get?
Tenor Banan, Almana, 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 Enochayav, Elahat, Efe Kohen Gadol, has relations with an Almana three times, or is it talking about three different Almanot? We're going to have to see it in the, in the discussion. Let's say three different Almanot. He only has, is liable, lashes one time. We'll see why. Gidusha, 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 Enochayav, Elahat. If he has related, this could be a Kohen Gadol or a regular Kohen, is permitted to a Gidusha. If he has relations with a Gidusha and then another and then another, he is liable, lashes only one time. Almana u Gidusha v'halala zona b'zman shen kasedet chayav al kol achat v'achat. Zinta v'nitchalela v'nitkalesha v'nitalmela enochayav ela achat. If a Kohen Gadol has relations with, first in, with a woman who is, First an almana, so she's a woman. She got widowed, and then the same woman got married again and got and then was divorced, and the same woman then became a chalala, and then she acted in a way that made her a zona. And the kohen gadol has relations with this woman. If she um, had all these occurrences in this order, that first she became ana and then gerusha and so on, then a, that kohen gadol is liable to lashes for each and every one of these four times lashes. Uh, this phrase is found is a quote from the Torah. That's in the that's in the Torah itself. Um, so if it's in that order, he's liable to four times. But if it's in the opposite order, let's say sure first she she did an act that made her a zona, and then she became a halala, and then she became a divorcee, and then she became a widow, and a kohen gadol has relations with that woman, then he is liable only one time. All right, we have a lot of explaining to do. Amar mor almana 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 eno chayav ela achat hay almana hechidame. So the Baraita mentioned that Almana three times, and uh, the Kohen Gadol has relations, and he's liable only once. What are we talking about? If it's talking about a case where the Kohen Gadol had relations with the widow of Reuven, and, and then a different woman, someone who was widowed from a guy named Shimon, and then a third woman uh, who was widowed from Levi. So why is he liable only one time? These are three different bodies, meaning three different people. And three different prohibitions. Actually, they're all the same prohibition of Almana, but it's from it's 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 related to three different people. So therefore, three different people. It's three different prohibitions. He should be liable to three sets of lashes. Why only one? So it can't be that case. Rather, it's one Almana, and he had uh, the relations with her three times. Okay, is that the case? Well, hechidame subdivision. How? What's the case uh, within that? If they only gave him uh, witnesses in order to give someone punishment, they have to be witnesses, and the witnesses have to uh, give him a warning. So, if they only gave him a warning once in the beginning, and then he had relations three times, the the warning only counts for the first one. The law is that a warning has to be within a few seconds of the act, enough time to say shalom alecha to be, which is. Do you see why uh, capital punishment and visit corporeal punishments um, basically never happened? Um, because um, you'd have to have two witnesses see it, say, hey, do, don't you know? If you do this, you're going to get lashes. And he says, yeah, I know. And then he has to go and do the act within the time that it takes to say, Shalom Alech Rabbi. If he waits 10 seconds and then does it, no punishment. 
Therefore, in this case, if he, this Kohen uh, Gadol had relations three times, but he was only warned once, then that's obvious that he would only get one set of lashes, and the Benaita wouldn't have to, wouldn't even bother to tell us such a case. So it can't be that that's the case, that there was only one warning. Rather, so is it that they gave him a warning three times? Um, if so, then he should be liable three times lashes, right? Because for every warning and sin, another act of, uh, that's another sin, another um, liability to lashes. As we see here, drinking wine all day long. And he's warned at the beginning of the day. You have to be warned to get a punishment. So they warned at the beginning of the day, and then he's continuing drinking wine all day long. He only gets lashes once because he was only warned one time. But if in the middle, if uh, he they warn him in the beginning of the day, and then they warn him again in the middle of the day, and then they warn him again in the afternoon, and he drinks after each time that he's warned, he's going to be. Uh, liable to lashes for every single act that he does, every sin that he does after the warning. So if uh, if it's the case that they warned him multiple times, then he would be mul- required multiple lashes. But this Baraita said only one. So that can't be the case either. It's rather, In fact, we're talking about one woman and one act of uh, relations between the Kohen Gadol and the one woman. The Chidush, however, is that this one woman was three times widowed. Uh, was a black widow. She married Reuven, he died. She married Shimon and he died. She married Levi and he died. So she has three Almana statuses upon her. I might have thought that there are three separate prohibitions. So therefore, if a Kohen Gadol has relations with her, I might have thought that he's liable for lashes three times because she has three as statuses as an almana, and he's liable for all three. And therefore, this Badaita teaches us that's not so. It doesn't matter how many times she was widowed. A widow is a widow. It doesn't matter if it's once or ten times. Um, in order to be liable multiple times, has to be different bodies, different people, um, uh, different almanot. Then he would be liable more than once, but one person, uh, one, one sin per uh, person. Okay, that's the uh, that's that's the beginning of the Braita. Now we continue to explain the rest of the Braita. Again, one woman. See, this makes sense. So now the Braita is consistent. Both the Resha and the Sefer are talking about one woman who is an Amana three times, or a she is divorced three times. There, only one set of lashes. But here, if the same woman becomes an Amana, then Girusha, then Chalala, then Zona, he's liable for each of them. Haitana my so this Tana, what does he think? In Jed, there's a machlok. We're going to see the source of the machloket in, in a minute um, about whether you can have one prohibition take effect on another prohibition. For example, if someone eats non-kosher food on Yom Kippur, um, so it's already not kosher, so it was already liable, it's already prohibited to, to him. So can the prohibition of eating on Yom Kippur apply again and he's liable to two things 
right? We're going to see that machloket. So if the Tana of this Baraita thinks that, yes, a prohibition can take effect upon another prohibition, then what's the difference what the order is? Why would it be that in this order, he's liable four times? But if the woman became a zona first, then Chala, then Girusha, then Almana, then not so, only, then only one. If a prohibition takes effect upon another prohibition, then it shouldn't matter. And if our Tana thinks that one prohibition cannot take effect on another prohibition, then does it also doesn't matter which order. And this order also should be liable only once. She's already in Amana, and that's it. So there's already prohibition. Girusha should not be able to apply upon it. And either order should be only once. So in what, in what reality would it make a difference if it's in uh, one order but not the other? Rava explains... Aratana thinks that if it's the same prohibition, the same uh, 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 the same type of prohibition or the same expanse of that prohibition, it applies to the same number of people um, in the same way, then no, the one prohibition will not apply to another. But if the second prohibition is more expansive than the first, that is, it applies to more people than the first one, so since it's a bigger thing, it covers over the first one and it applies in addition to the first one. So here's how it works in the order that one is liable four times. This woman, let's say she becomes an Amana first. And so at that point, she's prohibited to only to a Kohen Gadol, but an Amana can marry anyone else, even a regular Kohen. And then, she becomes a divorcee. Now she becomes prohibited also to a regular Kohen. So certainly this has to apply. You can't say that she's not, a, she's not considered Gidusha. Of course she's considered Gidusha, because now more people are prohibited to her. Since more people are prohibited to her, so it's gonna that prohibition is going to be added on. Also, if a Kohen Gadol would have relations with her at that point, then he would be liable twice as Amana and Gidusha. But this woman could still eat Tiruma. So what? She's a Gidusha. Gidusha can eat Tiruma. Um, she goes back to uh, she goes back to her father's house as a bat kohen. But if she then becomes a halala, so now there's another prohibition that applies to her. It has to apply to her because before she could eat Ruma, now she can't. So this is a new a new one. Since a new prohibition applies to her. For that, for reasons of Tiruma, which also applies regarding Kohen Gadol, the Kohen Gadol will now be liable three times. But if she then becomes a Zona, what is that adding? She's already prohibited to any Kohen and to Tiruma. Oh, the answer is. Uh, zona, one of the ways to become a zona is by adultery. And uh, if she become, if she is an adulteress, then she will be prohibited to go back and be with her own husband. Um, so that yet, that is yet another, a more expansive prohibition. And so therefore, all four apply. Um, even according to the opinion that says en isur chal al isur, but if it's each one's more expansive, then yes. On the other hand, if you go the other way around, then not so, because zona would already make her prohibited to Israel and Kohen and Kohen Gadol, and then the other ones backwards would not add um, anything further. She becomes an amana last. Well, that, that becoming an Almanah, she was already prohibited to a Kohen Gadol. So her becoming an Almanah doesn't add 
doesn't add a prohibition upon anyone who wasn't already prohibited. And therefore, if you go in the opposite order, she is liable only once. Taneh Tana Kamed Erav Sheshat Kol Shehu Be Yikach Harehu Be Lo Yikach Kol Sheno Be Yikach Eno Be Lo Yikach Okay, this is pretty simple um, uh, halacha, just said in a, in a cryptic way. We're talking about this pasuk here. This is a Kohen Gadol, cannot marry um, any of these people. That's the phrase that we saw before. He cannot take. But betula yikach, he can take. So the, the uh, Rav Sheshat uh, teaches, anyone who um, can be taken, meaning is marriageable to a Kohen, can become prohibited to him and then uh, have, uh, have that prohibition and then they would be liable if they did it. But if you have someone who never was uh, capable of marrying the Kohen Gadol, then the other prohibitions of Amanah Girushah will not be added on in addition to it. Okay, the example is clearer. A Kohen Gadol who has relations with his own sister, who is also an Almana. Now, every uh, a brother and sister are prohibited from birth. That's Ayrva. That's basic law. So the Kohen Gadol was always prohibited to his sister, and therefore she was never included in Yikach. Even though, even if she's a betula, Kohen Gadol will not be allowed to marry her. So since it's or she's already prohibited to him, when she becomes an almana, that almana status doesn't add any extra prohibition to her, right? Lo yikach will not apply to his own sister. So therefore he'd be liable for um, for being with his sister, he would not be liable uh, for, the pro- for the prohibition of almana. Now, this halacha was actually told to Rav Sheshat by a Tana, by a professional memorizer. He says, listen, I have this baraita, I memorized, and he t- presents it to Rav Sheshat. Rav Sheshat responds, Amar le, damar lach maneh, hi, damar en isur hal al isur. Tanya, Rabbi Shimon omer ha-okher nebela biyom kipurim patur, dira banan ha-amri isur hal al isur. So Rav Sheshat, who told you this? Right, who would be, who is the author of this baraita? And the answer is, it must be Rabbi Shimon who says, one prohibition does not apply to another prohibition. As Rabbi Shimon said in Ebraita, someone who eats nebela, non-kosher meat, if you eat non-kosher meat, nebela, one is chayav karet, and you eat it on Yom Kippur, someone who eats on Yom Kippur, not, not if they're sick and all that, but if they're on purpose, they go and eat and violate Yom Kippur, isur is karet. Someone who eats nebela meat on Yom Kippur, patur, he's only liable for the nebela, one, one prohibition. He's not liable also for um, eating on Yom Kippur because it's the same prohibition. And so it does not apply to the other one. So it has to be that we're following Rabbi Shimon because if it was Rabbanan, Rabbanan say that one prohibition does add on, is added on to another. According to Rabbanan, one would be liable two times if he ate nebela on Yom Kippur. So therefore, in this case, you have um, a, 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 a sister, Kohen Gadol's sister, who's in the Almana, and the law is, the Baraita says, she's li- he is liable only for sister, not for Almana. 
prohibition. So only one must be the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. But then we say not necessarily. We don't want the Baraita to be only one. Can we fit it in with Rabbanan? Yes. Afilu tema Rabbanan. Ki amri Rabbanan isur hal alisur. Hanemeli isur hamur alisur kal. Aval isur kal alisur hamur lahayil. The Baraita can be opinion of Rabbanan. When Rabbanan say that one prohibition does apply to another, that's if the second prohibition is more stringent than the first. It would apply here also when they're equal prohibitions. So equal or greater, the second one is greater, then it will apply to the first one. But if the second one is less stringent than the first, then it does not apply. In this case, the the Kohen Gadol is prohibited to his sister by Isur Karet, from the time that they're born. That's stringent. The prohibition of a Kohen Gadol to an Almana is merely a love. That's, uh, that's less. So even Rabbanan would agree that if you have the sister prohibition first, which it is first, and then the Almana prohibition, even though in general, Isur Chalal Isur, but if the second one is lighter, it does not apply. So this, uh, this Beraita can also be the opinion of Rabbanan. Another version of this uh, that discussion, Ika Damre. Ha Mane Rabbanan Hi Damre Isur Chal Al Isur. This Beraita um, uh, that says, Kohen Gadol is liable only for the sister prohibition, not for Amana. This is the opinion of Rabbanan, who say that one prohibition is added onto the other, and uh, nevertheless, over here, he's liable only one, because they only apply the second one if it's greater than the first one, but if the second one is lighter than the first one, as it is here, Amana on top of, uh, uh, of Achot, um, it does not apply. And the Beraita cannot be the opinion of Rabbi Shimon because it will be too obvious if Rabbi Shimon says that even a stringent prohibition cannot apply to a pre-existing lenient prohibition, then all the more so um, that a, a lenient one cannot apply to a stringent one. So if, according to Rabbi Shimon, Yom Kippur will not apply to Nevela, well, those are equal, um, certainly um, and, and does not apply. The second one does not apply. Certainly, when the second one is lighter, it will also not apply. So it'll be obvious. I wouldn't even have to say it. And then, and then we answer, no, not necessarily. It could be that this is the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. And we need to say the Chidush because I might have thought that the prohibitions regarding Kohanim are different. Kohanim have a lot of stringencies that aren't around and uh, don't, don't apply to other p- people in other cases. So I might have thought that since it's Isur Kehuna, maybe here, yes, a uh, lighter prohibition of Anam, Amana can apply to the prohibition of uh, upon a sister. And so that's why the Bishimon might be the author and nevertheless need to teach us that in this case, the second one does not apply. Next discussion. So if a Israel has relations with his own sister, so certainly... Besides the prohibition of karet, uh, also causes her to become a zona. She will have a zona status after that. The question is: everybody agrees to that. The question is: will she also become a halala or not, or only a zona? 
Here's the two sides. If a woman who is has who violates a chayave lavin, that would be those that apply to a kohen, a kohen to a gerusha. That's a that's a isur lav, and that prohibited relations causes her to be a halala. If she becomes a halala from isur lav, then all the more so from isur karet, a brother and sister is isur karet. So in, in that case, the answer be, would be yes. She becomes a zona and a halala. Or, or do we say, no, halala is a special status that only results from a prohibition that relates to kohanim. Even if she does every incest in the whole world and the brother and sister and all that, those are isur karet. Those apply to non-kohanim as well as to kohanim. And so even though that's isur karet, it, does, it makes her zona, but not halala. Halala can only result in prohibitions that relate to kohanim. That's the question, and Abaye answers. In fact, the second one, Hala is a special status that applies only if someone violates a prohibition that relates to Kohanim specifically, then the woman in that relationship becomes a halala. Amarava, Minahamilita Damurabanan and Hala Elamisurkiunarava says, What's the source of this law that halala is only from Isurkiuna? The Tanya. Loyomar Girusha be Kohen Gadol, Vetete be Kavahomer mi Kohen Hediot. Veana Amina hashta the Kohen Hediot Asura, the Kohen Gadol mi Baia, Velama Nemra, Keshemshe Haluka, Girusha Mizonava Halala, be Kohen Hediot, Kahaluka be Kohen Gadol. Okay, well, let's look at the Pesu came to understand what we're talking about here. In chapter 21, it talks about first prohibitions regarding a regular Kohen and then a Kohen Gadol. So for a Kohen Gadol, it says all four together. Amana, Ugrusha, Halala, Zona. All these people, Kohen Gadol, cannot marry. And if he does, Lo he should do that so that his children won't become Halalim. If he does, then they will become Halalim. That's Kohen Gadol. It has all four categories together. But if we look up uh, up a, li- a little bit regarding a regular Kohen. It says here, Isha zonava halalo lo ikahu, and then s- stop, and the separate sta- statement, Isha girusha meisha lo ikahu. So, first of all, obviously, it doesn't have almana because this is for talking about a regular Kohen who can marry an almana. But curiously, it says zona and halala together, and then it says girusha separately as a separate prohibition. So, um, we're wondering number one, why is it separate? Um, we're going to say because it's teaching that one can be liable to for multiple uh, prohibitions. If someone is a zona and also gerusha, multiple prohibitions, multiple liability. So that's why it's separated here. Uh, but the other question is, if it already said that every kohen is prohibited zona, halala, and gerusha, why why do you need to say again for kohen gadol, um, gerusha, halala, and zona? I already know a kohen gadol is also a kohen. You just say almana, just add that. Why do you need all these other ones? So that's what we're going to go through and ask about each one. Okay, so here's the um, uh, so it, the, the uh, Baita says the Torah doesn't need to talk about the Kohen Gadol regarding uh, a Gidusha, prohibition of Gidusha regarding Kohen Gadol, because I can learn it from a Kavachomer, from a regular Kohen. If a regular Kohen can't, be, can't marry a Gidusha, then also all the more so a Kohen Gadol, right? And I'll say Kohen Gadol is prohibited, Kohen Gadol. Do I have to bother? So why is it said? And the answer is for that separation, just like there's a separate 
um, uh, liability um, of Girusha besides Onan Chalala for regular Kohen, if regular Kohen um, has uh, has relations with someone who's a Girusha and a Zona and Halala, he'll be liable for each one separately. So these the word Girusha is repeated for Kohen Gadol to teach me that a Kohen Gadol also, if he is with a Girusha, someone who's Girusha and other prohibitions, that he will be liable for each and every one, as we said earlier, as long as it's in that order, Almana, Gerusha, and so on. Now we say, Peshita, Migra, Gara'a. Wait a second, that would be obvious. Would a Kohen Gadol, would you think a Kohen Gadol should have any less prohibitions than a regular Kohen? He, a Kohen Gadol, after all, was a, was a regular Kohen, so certainly if a regular Kohen is multiple, is liable to multiple uh, liabilities, so then also a Kohen Gadol also should be uh, liable for multiple prohibitions. Ela, Keshem Shechaluka Gerusha Mizona Vachalala Bekohen Hejot, Kach Amana, Chaluka Migerusha Vachalala Zona Bekohen Gadol. Rather, teaching an extra chidush. Just like for a regular Kohen, there, there, there are separate prohibitions for Gidusha, Zona, and Halala. So too for a Kohen Gadol, where we're adding Almana, don't think that Almana would not also apply um, for a Kohen Gadol. Not so. We're repeating the Gidusha from in, in the case of Kohen Gadol to tell me that just like for a regular Kohen, all the prohibitions that apply to him can um, can apply in a multiple way and get multiple punishments. So to Kohen Gadol, if she's an Almana and a Gidusha, that also would be two or three or four, um, depending on the scenario. Okay, so that's what that's teaching. That's not what we need. That's not where we brought this Braita. We brought the Braita for this statement. Halala lama emra. Why bother uh, repeating Halala? You already said that a regular Kohen is prohibited Halala. Why do you have to say so for Kohen Gadol? And the answer is, and halala elami sur keona is repeating it to t- tell me this very point, the whole point that we um, are, uh, are trying to prove here, that one becomes a halala only if uh, if it's a it's a prohibition that relates to kohanim specifically. Zona lama neemra, and now so we're continuing to, uh, the rest of them. Why mention zona twice if a regular kohen also is already prohibited? Uh, says regarding a regular kohen zona, and it says also kohen gadol zona. Just like over here, the children are profane. So too, regarding a regular kohen, the children are profaned, right? And so, um, it, the uh, here loy chalel, that's chol, become profaned, becomes become uh, non-holy. Uh, it only says that this statement regarding kohen gadol, and so as a gezer shava, it repeats uh, uh, repeats zona here to tell me that just like over here, if someone if a kohen gadol has in this prohibited relationship, the children will become will become halalim. So to a regular kohen also will become halalim. Okay, good. So now we learned a, a fantastic beraita that teaches us all about the repetitions, and we learn within this the fact that halala is only resultant from isur kehuna. And final statement, halala halala. 
Ravashe learns that therefore, since we have the what comes above, if you have a Kohen uh, uh, who uh, has relations with his sister, um, so she will become a Zona. As we said before, any, any um, uh, kind of prohibited relations causes a woman to become a Zona, but not a Halala, because the prohibition of brother and sister is not in Isur Kehuna, it applies to everyone. So she become a Zona, but not a Halala. However, Hazaru Baleha, if that same that same brother or anyone else then has relations with this woman since she's already a zona and the zona is not allowed to be with any kohen so if any kohen including the brother or anyone else has relations with her so that's a that's it isn't isur kehuna a kohen can't be with a zona so that relation will make her a halala so if it was the same brother the same guy uh the brother it will be a two-step process the first relations make her a zona now that she's a zona which is isur kehuna the second uh, act of relations will make her a halala baruch adonai amen